Hi, my name is Eric Maltz, and you're listening to Synth Stories on Ask.audio. Hi, welcome to Synth Stories. This is Ronick Sethi. In this episode, New York native and Berlin-based electronic producer Eric Maltz takes us into the addictive and bruising machine techno that is the title track of his recent EP, Pathway. The Pathway EP features three tracks that Eric feels explores the doubts and fears one faces and has to overcome when setting out on a new path. Using his trusted Moog Sub-37 Geophonic Analog Synthesizer, Eric recreates sections featured from Pathway. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Eric Maltz and I write uh, electronic music. I focus on uh, the live aspect of it and improvisation. Uh, I began playing music at a very young age. I started playing piano when I was six and uh, I got into writing my own music and, and recording music around 16, 17. Uh, when I got like a four track and a sampler and a drum machine. And uh, ever since then, I've just surrounded myself with, with other musicians and creative people and always found myself, uh, you know, in recording studios, working with other artists, uh, writing music for, for dancers, playing in a rock and roll band. Uh, so it's always been, it's, it's just been my life. It's, it's pretty much the only thing I can do at this point. I, I found the Moog Sub 37. I knew I knew that it existed, and of course, I my whole life was familiar with like all the Moog synthesizers and the Mooger Fugers and all that stuff. And then I happened to be in a BNH in in New York City, and uh, it was like calling my name, so uh, I got it. So I picked it up. It took me a little while. I think it's like a really intuitive synthesizer, but it took me a little while before I could figure out how to really incorporate it into my musical language. Uh, I think because being a piano player, you're used to being able to have like the chords in the left hand or being able to just like put two hands down and play a chord and have like multiple voices happening at the same time or like melody and accompaniment. All of a sudden, it's, it's almost like you become a saxophone player or, um, or like a trumpet player where it's like you can only play one note at, at, at a time, so how do you deal with that musically, you know? So I had to sort of like reprogram my, my approach and like my perspective to think that way. And it ends up being really, really cool because instead of focusing on many things at once, you end up focusing on one thing at once, like one melody line or, or one bass line or one, just one idea, which I think is really important, not only in, in electronic music, but I think all of music is sort of like the development of this one idea. So that was really, really, uh, really nice for me that I ended up, without realizing it, getting taught by this, this synthesizer more about music. So I think that was really rewarding. And I think the moment when I really kind of fell in love with that, when I made that, that breakthrough, like doing one thing at a time. And then once, once I did that, it's now it's, it's like in every, I use it in every song that I write now, whether it's, it's doing the bass line, it's doing the lead line, it's doing, some background effect. For me, it's just so intuitive. I just like turn it on, start scrolling around, uh, turning all the dials. I can always find like the sound that I'm looking for. I love it. Why else do I love you? I love you because you came with an amazing VST plugin that I think Moog really like hit the ball out of the park, the way they managed to integrate this synthesizer into 
the computer and working in, in, in live and logic, which are the two programs that I really use. Um, but just having, having every parameter mapped out in a VST, being able to automate things, having it sync up automatically, all that stuff is like not only really convenient, but just like very, very nice to have. And uh, I also love that it has an external instrument input because I like to run different things through the filter, uh, which also adds, even if you're not even doing anything with the filter, it adds a nice little something to the, to the audio going through it. Another reason I love this synthesizer is because the way that it sounds, it always finds its place in the mix uh, with like minimal processing, minimal effects. It's like you don't have to like record it and then like be cueing it or compressing it like crazy to get it to sit. It just like works. If it's a bass line, all you have to do is just like adjust the level and then it's like there in the song or a lead line. It's the same thing. You could even like have it the volume lower than you would think and it still uh, is very present in the mix. So it's extremely musical in that sense that it just like sounds really, really nice in whatever context uh, you put it in. So I've just released my first uh, three song EP uh, on my, my new label, Flower Myth. Uh, the name of the EP is Pathway, um, and it just so happens that the song we'll be focusing on today is the A1, it's Pathway. Uh, with this EP and with uh, all of my music in general, the live aspect of it is extremely important. Um, I f wish uh, very much to capture the, the emotion and the connection that I feel to the music when it's happening live in real time, um, which uh, is something that's easy to convey to the audience when you're at a performance, but difficult to convey, or a challenge rather, to convey to the audience via a recorded medium. So what I'm very conscious of when I'm creating music is making sure that a lot of the elements are are, are live. So for example, this, this first song, Pathway, the lead line that's happening all the way through the song is something that I, I played live uh, through the whole track. Something that I did, maybe other people do this also, but maybe not, was one of the first things that I did when I got this synthesizer, which maybe was stupid. I'm not sure yet. But it's not so stupid because you can save everything. Everything is saved anyway via their, their VST plugin. Uh, but I just kind of went through and deleted all of the the presets that the Moog ships with. So that every time I'm opening up a song or doing something, I'm either using a song that I, a patch that, I, that is mine that I've already created, or I'm forced to create a new patch for, for whatever that purpose. And then that way I've, I'm developing for myself like a really nice uh, large preset folder um, that's all kind of custom presets which I think is really cool. And there's nothing to worry about because if you ever wanted to use Moog's presets, they have, they have this, this amazing software and you can just drag and drop whatever preset of theirs you want to use. So I think that's really cool. So let me go to an empty patch. The first thing I always do is just start to, to choose the waveform uh, when I create a sound. Um, in this case, I was looking for like a lead line, so I jumped the octave up to four on the first oscillator. And then uh, I turn the dial all the way from the triangle wave to uh, the pulse wave. So you kind of hear this kind of like nasally uh, sharp sound. Uh, then I would take 
get the second oscillator going just by tweaking the volume knob on the mixer to, to bring it up in the mix. And in this case, I moved it all the way up to a higher voice to two. Uh, so it's second octave. Or just, I guess these are supposed to be like organ stops. So the shortest pipe of the organ, which is only two feet. I, so I moved the octave knob to two. And I went from a triangle just to the, to the line right before the square wave. So kind of contributing also to this, to this, this high lead sound that, that is gonna cut through the whole entire mix. Um, I, then I went down to the beat, the beat frequency, which is sometimes cool. It creates like a nice kind of rub coursing effect, which can be really nice. Uh, and I separated the waveforms. I turned that to about just shy of plus one. So you can kind of hear there's a little, uh, a little vibration going there. Um, then as far as the mixer is concerned, I have oscillator uh, one is at about five. Oscillator two is just shy of six. And let's not forget everybody's favorite, the sub-oscillator. Um, I pulled him in and he's rocking at like a three, basically. So you can already hear the sound is a little fuller and becoming a little more complex and interesting. Um, I make it even more interesting by turning the feedback knob on the mixer all the way to 10. Let's jump over to the um, amplitude envelope. I rolled the attack to about one, two, three up from the left, so just in between 0.1 milliseconds and 10 milliseconds, just to get rid of uh, any kind of like sharp uh, click or attack that might happen in the sound. The decay is at about 12 o'clock. The sustain is just shy, like, I don't know, 11.45. And the release, I like uh, the release to trail out a little bit. So that I moved over to uh, just about halfway in between one and 10 seconds. So you can hear that it has a nice uh, decaying ring. Uh, then we're gonna move over to the filter section. The filter, the cutoff filter, I have dialed in at around somewhere halfway between the 1.2 uh, kilohertz and 5 kilohertz uh, marker. So you can hear it sounding a little muffled, uh, but still very nice. I turned up the resonance to about a little above 2. And uh, again, with the multi-drive, which everybody loves, I move that to somewhere between seven and eight uh, to sort of bring back a little bit of, of grit or add some more grit rather. Um, the keyboard track, this one uh, down here and to the right is a cool is a cool thing. I have this turned uh, to the left. It's sort of just above, uh, I don't know, halfway to the left. So right now we're sounding really kind of nasty and really gritty. And this is the basis of, uh, of this sound that I play throughout, throughout Pathway. Uh, a cool thing that I love about working with both computers and analog synthesizers is using them in tandem. So what's, what's happening with the sound 
throughout the song is that it's in constant motion. It's always morphing. So I played the whole thing out live. Um, and while I played live, I would mess with, uh, for example, the wave shape of oscillator one, or the wave shape of oscillator two, or of course the cutoff filter, um, to give it uh, breath, breath and life and motion. And that's something that's happening with every sound in, in this song. Uh, probably every sound on the whole on the whole record is that it's in constant. Everything is in constant motion, even down to the drums, to the kick drum. Everything is constantly shifting and changing, in some sort of subtle manner. With computers, uh, there's so much at our disposal, automation-wise, um, that we can constantly be playing and performing timbral shifts and changes on, on all of these sounds. That nothing has to be just like a static element. Another thing that I did that I love is that I, create a, I created um, an audio instrument rack in, in live, which is what I use to write this music. And that's set up with uh, the Sub 37 editor, um, a delay, a looper, uh, a reverb, compressors, EQs, all this stuff. Um, and I mapped out various controls to the, the rack knobs, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, so also throughout the whole entire song, I'm doing things like adding uh, reverb. And uh, delay. And messing with the delay time. And that's just another element of, of the performance and of, of bringing like, the music to life. It was this sort of integration between, between hardware and software. Something that I did for a while that, that helped me really learn the synthesizer and learn about this sort of like one voice dilemma, I guess, that I was having, <laughs> or this one, you know, this one musical line dilemma, is that I, the, for, for maybe about a month, the first thing that I did every morning for maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, was to just turn on the synthesizer, maybe turn on a delay pedal, um, open up a track in live, and just record like a, a like an improvisation of me just like finding a sound, um, coming up with some sort of musical pattern or musical idea, and then just playing and not not thinking, not you know, not overthinking anything, not not really thinking at all, just just playing something and just doing that for 10 or 15 minutes. And you know, after doing that every day for like a month, I you you learn the synthesizer really, really well. You come up with a musical uh, vocabulary. You kind of like learn how to interact with one another. And also, what you end up with is like, you know, a month's worth of really cool ideas that you can then go back and uh, chop up and sample and use in in your in your own music. It's like coming up with with your own sample library. You know, this is very important, how I talked about deleting the presets before and also how, and, and this, coming up with your own sampled material. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really important because it's coming, it's, it's music that's coming from yourself. You know, it's not music from some outside unknown source. It's music that's coming from your own inspiration and your own experience and your own ideas, you know? Claiming ownership over ideas is a whole other... <laughs> A whole other can of worms. What I'm trying to say is that I think it's very important to be constantly creating and you don't necessarily always have to be like starting and finishing a song 
doing something as simple as playing an idea for 10 minutes and and just leaving it for later use is also really cool. I mean, all of these things add to your music. And this is something that I'm doing very consciously with all of the songs that I put out. It's this constant kind of mining of of past ideas, past material, and, and I'm constantly sampling myself and re reusing, repurposing, uh, turning things upside down, um, but kind of accessing the whole of my of my musical of my musical past. And music and sounds that, that, that come from my life and from my experience. And I think that's like a beautiful thing to be to be sharing with people. My EP pathway is uh, distributed by Rubadub in uh, in the UK and it's available worldwide it will be at Halcyon in New York City it will be uh, Juno uh, online wherever you can buy your favorite records uh, they should be also carrying my record <laughs> and then it will also be uh, in the coming month or it will also be uh, eventually available for for digital download via Beatport and other online online retailers my name is Ronick Sethi, and you've been listening to Synth Stories on Ask Audio, the coolest educational resource on the internet for audio and music producers. A big thank you to Eric Maltz for reconstructing the synth line from Pathway using his Moog Sub 37. To find out more about Eric's music, visit his website on Eric, that's E R I C, Maltz, that's M A L T Z, dot com. And you can find him on SoundCloud as Eric Maltz, all one word, and on Facebook as Eric Maltz Music. If you want to improve your production skills from recording to synthesis, mixing, mastering, and software-specific courses too, join the Ask.audio Academy. Listeners of Synth Stories can save $5 per month on a subscription to the Academy, containing over 600 video courses. Simply visit www.ask.audio.com dot audio forward slash synth stories thank you for listening